Bitches is my sons And I'ma go and get some bibs for them A couple formulas, little pretty lids on them If I had a dick, I would pull it out and piss on them Let me shake it off I just signed a couple deals, I might break you off And we ain't making up, I don't need a mediator Just let them bums blow steam Radiator Hey there, welcome to Open Mic with Mike Creed again I don't know if I ever have to really say the title because you guys obviously know the title. I'll need to, it's not like you just happen upon a TV show where you have to figure out what the hell you're watching. Um, last show with JV, incredible feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, very noticeable lack of negative comments. And that's surprising for free content on the internet, it seems. If you don't pay for something, um, and you have the ability to be somewhat anonymous, it's fairly easy to be kind of a dick and critical, even though you don't create or do something yourself. Okay, Mike, you sound a little bit angry, so I'm going to stop there. Um, but I appreciate it very much. I hope everybody kind of gets where I'm going with this, or at least where I want to go. I mean, I'm sure the show will evolve as we uh, find our pacing. Um, I have Katie Compton coming on the show next. Uh, Katie, she's my neighbor. Um, that's probably the most prominent thing she's done in her career. Uh, below being my neighbor. I don't even know how she affords to live in such a nice neighborhood. Um, she's also the World Cup cyclocross champion. Um, she's won every cyclocross title in America since 2004. Uh, she's an accomplished track rider. She's pretty much a complete badass. Um, I think I first met her when I was 16 or 17, she disappeared for a while, and she moved into town and just started dominating stuff on the track with the Paralympics, and now, um, with cross racing, so it's been really cool to, uh, be her neighbor and be so close and be a training partner, um, she makes January's very tense. <laughs> Every year when the World Cyclocross Championships comes around, uh, I wake up very early and um, hope. And normally I don't do that in January. So I hope you enjoy that coming up. Um, if you have the time, I'd appreciate it if you went to the Twitter account at co fire sale it's a twitter account i'm running um for i started it last year for the waldo canyon fire here in carlos springs 
Now, um, there was another fire uh, just north of town in Black Forest. Worst fire in Colorado history. Um, all my training rides go through there, and even more importantly than my training rides being ruined, uh, people's homes were lost. Yeah, last night, 19 firefighters were killed in Arizona, and while I was already thinking of finding a charity that involved firefighters, uh, last night's events uh, make that even more obvious. So I'm going to be doing that. Uh, I haven't picked the charity yet, but I'll do a lot of research tonight. But rest assured that 100% of all money raised from the items auctioned off on eBay from the pros closet will be um, given to this charity. Uh, ways you can help are just by telling people to follow at co-fire sale, letting them know about the bids, and thanking donors. It's a really unique part to this auction. Is um, I really want to thank the people who donated so often. People are just used to kind of randomly sending off some stuff to a good cause and not hearing much more than a thanks but every time you uh give them the app mention on twitter and thank them it's um so like selfishly for them it's good press and as much as you don't like to think about that it's it really helps and i i really appreciate every single one of you guys that do that um and for that, I try to give you something for it. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and start the interview. Huh? This thing is recording, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't, there. yeah, well, I wasn't gonna. So, anyway. Anyway, how much of an asshole later. is, how much of an asshole is everybody? Tell me. Tell me. Oh, yeah, by the way, that was recording. But, all right, that was good. That Thanks. Was I just wanted you to say it was an asshole. That's great. What have you been up to? No, we um, went to the, the Pikes Peak hill uh, climb yesterday. How was it? You know, it was, it was really good. Um, for the most part, but then there's so many crashes, like cars going off course, obviously, but then the rain delays. How, where, how are you in, like, even a safe, how do you know you're in a safe spot? You don't. That's the thing, it's like. <laughs> That's a risk you guys are It's willing. the same thing as bike racing. Like, people can just stand next to the road. Theoretically, maybe the inside of a turn would be a little bit better than the outside. I, we stayed up on a high, like, you know, when you go up the canyon, they've got, or the um, mountain, they've got, like. Uh, Pass the lake? Yeah, yeah, because it part it started past the lake. It starts like, past the lake. Yeah, so okay. from yeah, what Crystal Reservoir, I think. Yeah. So up just up the hill from there, there's like uh, kind of where it flattens out, and there's a place to camp. It starts in there, and then it races up. So it's like I think it's like seven miles of it. Yeah, and it, I mean it was good, but 
it's scary when those cars come by, especially when, yeah. like, we, you know where the, um, the, I think the ranger station, the shop is at Woodland Cove, I think it is? Yeah. We hung out there when it was raining, and, like, the cars coming out around the bend and just, like, foot on the floor, straight through that gate, and then, like, to the next turn. People are seeing, like, maybe five feet from the road, and you see, like, the back end kind of dancing around, you're like, do they, plenty of cars. Do, do people on the road even twitch? Or they just no, like, they're like, oh. I don't know Did you see anybody realize. crash? No, we didn't. We were in the right, we in the right spot. For Last us. year, a guy flew straight off the mountain, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw that crash on TV. Yeah. Um, but, like, we, I think lower down is the way to go because the turns aren't as tight, so they can take them faster. Yeah. Where we were, we were in a hairpin that was pretty, it was a slow turn. Uh, so, I mean, it was fun to watch them go around it, but it yeah. was such a slow turn, they were ready for it to be a slow turn. Yeah, it was. No, it's those fast turns that you, like, they try to keep pushing faster. When's, yeah. When did you, I've noticed this, like the last couple of years, you guys have gotten more and more into motorsports. Has that always been there, or is it just, now you have more time to um, pursue it? I don't know, I think, I don't know how we got into that. I know Mark's always been interested in it, but then we started watching Formula One, I think a few, maybe five years ago. Right. And after that, it was just, like, season after season, and then I think once we did one track day with our friend, with, you know, Mark's BMW, yeah. Mark and Melissa BMW, after that, we're just hooked. Like, you do a track day in a fast car, you're hooked. It doesn't matter. It's, it's got to be a fast car, a nice car. I mean, you can do track days in a slower one. Do you guys still have the BMW? No, we sold that and got the BMW 1 and mm. Coupe, which was so fun. But that, like, once you drive it fast it's you get, it's like once you know what a car a nice car can do you was yeah because like that car we don't even drive it you we only drive i never see you guys driving it well when we do it's always in sport mode and we're always driving it fast like yeah. there's no like just driving it to drive it right as soon as you get in you like hit the sport mode so you guys have <laughs> you guys have the element and then the, yeah the bmw the honda for like everything for the dogs for pretty much sure, sure. everything around town and then the you BMW. guys only cleaned out your garage for your car yeah. <laughs> like, for how long were you in the house? How long have you been in that house? 2006. 2006. I think probably for the first four years. Like, Well, have you seen our garage lately? Is, it's, it, is it messy again? It's, Mark isn't, or isn't the most organized. Neither of us. Okay. What we kills me, though, is how proud he was about it for a while. Like, he had such yeah. pride that, like, oh, I cleaned it. Look what I did. And then yeah. this went to shit again. Yeah, he just... Just well, you get you ha you still cleaned it enough to put the car in, and it's clean enough for the car to go in there. And I want to get a dirt bike that we need to put in there somewhere too. And we've got a stack of tire, like the old M3 tires and stuff, wheels and tires. Sure. And I'm like, oh, it'll fit. We just have to sell those wheels. Fuck. <laughs> He's like, it won't fit. It's like, no, it will. You got to roll it in, and then make sure the tie downs. It's Is like Mark the one you have over. to convince to sell the wheels? Or? Oh no, we need to sell them because they're for an M3. It doesn't fit uh, our car. Yeah, right. It's one of those. We just need to. We Holy shit, you have your own KFC water bottle? I did, Polar did that for me. Isn't that cool? Do they sell it or will KFC go after them? No, no, it? they just gave it to me. Cause I, oh, okay. Um, yeah, they made me bottles after, I think a couple years ago, after one Nationals, and then when I signed with Trek, they did them with Trek bottles. So they already made them for Trek. Okay. So they added ones. So that's right. pretty cool. We go like pretty far way back, but I don't even really know how you when you started racing. When did you start? Um, racing. Yeah. Bikes. Yeah. Oh, geez, seven, or eighty-eight. Eighty. Or ninety. No, because what are you seventy-nine? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. I was young because I was doing street sprints when I was a kid, and then it started with that, and then. How did you racing. even get into that? My dad was a racer. Your dad's like the mad scientist, yeah. 
Yeah. I rode that trainer that you made. <laughs> I still have it. Actually, it's in the in our closet now, and I can ride it whenever. The most. Yeah, everyone do intervals on it. <laughs> so what was it like? This this motor he had could simulate. Wasn't it like it had? You were telling me it had so many different ways of reading per second or it's, some shit. Like, I think it recalculates resistance seventeen hundred times a second. It's a, a electronic resistance that actually it simulates the pedals that you produce on the road. It does. It's not a trainer. Like it's a simulator. It's, it's a, like a it's flight a pedal, simulator. Yeah, it's a pe- yeah exactly. Only it's a pedal force simulator. So pretty much <laughs> you recreate what you need to do on the road. That's funny. Um, which is great, especially when you're doing like anything sustained, right. or um, you want to do a four percent grade for thirty minutes. You can just program that in and do it, and it's actually the same resistance with your body weight, with your your bike weight. Um, Has your dad always been like a geek with the yeah. bike stuff? Yeah, now he's into sailing, but he was into bikes for a long time, and it was officiating and putting on races. And that's fucking hilarious. Because it just fed his like analytical side, or so your dad also has the analytical cycling website. Yeah, at least for now. I don't, I don't know how long he's gonna have it to keep it going because yeah. it doesn't make any money. So he's like, what's the point? Yeah. But um. So for those who don't know, like you have this analytical cycling website where you can plug in so many different metrics, and he built in all these algorithms to like, if you lost two pounds and you did three hundred watts. On this percent grade, with this headwind, with this rolling resistance, yeah. You and then you could figure out all these different. Yeah. And that's kind of actually what the, the Pedaforce Simulator helps you. Like I love using it for recovery rides. I'll program program in, like. Um, You're the like, only person I know who does recovery rides on trainers or rollers. Well, so let's use them when I'm really tired. Obviously, the weather's crappy, especially cross season when the weather's crappy. Sure, crappy. sure. Spending you know an hour and a half riding easy one to thirty degrees out. It's just no point. It's no, yeah. So I'd rather I can sit inside in someplace warm and do a proper recovery ride, which is like I will program in two percent downhill grade, slight tailwind, perfect. You can. Program. Yeah, no, I can program in like the tires I want. So I'll program in like road tires. Wow. So there's little resistance. Like I can do a Belgium surface <laughs> that I want, so it's really smooth. And it, it does. It feels like you're, you Do you know? feel like, you know how they say, like, you can't reinvent the wheel? Do you feel like your dad, like, like over-reinvented the wheel? Like, he... Well, he, this is... Oh, if I was working all the time, it would be awesome because I would ride it all the sure. time. Sure. Um, I just hate riding indoors. Yeah. So it's, like, for that person who always needs to ride If you live in the north. actually get proper training in and right. have it be real instead of the trainer where you... It's like laboratory stuff. Just, yeah. What it, has he had any luck like find somebody to kind of sell off his technology to or? Not yet. Like he needs an investor, and it's one of those things. It's hard to explain it in layman's terms if people sure. understand it. Sure. And it's like you don't have to. I mean, I I struggle with it. Yeah. And he's so smart with that side and that side. I don't know if he can actually explain Top it in down. layman's terms. Yeah. Right. And not like it just. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand half the stuff. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, remember? Uh, you don't remember. I remember, probably. Hmm. I think the first time I met you was this stage race in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Albuquerque? Yeah, it was like junior shit. Bisbee. 
Because I've only done, I did Bisbee. There was like this super small random stage yeah. race. Was that when I moved out here? I was working at CTS. It was like a two or three day race. I don't know. Yeah, and I remember like. I do remember that. One. I remember you had the uh, black hole front disc wheel. Yeah. Do you remember that thing? <laughs> I remember just thinking like how cool it was that you had some random like. I just remember how loud that thing was, and you were just rocking around on it. Yeah. Well, I. Oh, I grew up riding tricycles. That's all I rode was tricycles. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and usually even a lot of this, the wheels that I had around were all. How did your dad even get a hold of one of those black hole things? How do you even? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Would he just come home with this random shit? Well, like for the tricycles, he was um, friends with the guy who invented them, mm. and so we, I was actually got one of the first like pairs made to test. And I was testing, he was testing them. And then, was that when it was like a specialized thing? Yeah, that was when it was DuPont. DuPont specialized. Because right. my dad's friend worked at DuPont. Now he's, I think, in NASCAR on the carbon fiber. He's in NASCAR, I think. Sure. Um, but that... Did Head, then, did Head buy that technology or something? Yeah, it was DuPont sold to Specialized, Specialized sold to Head. Ah, okay. And so now, I think Head. I'm pretty sure it stopped at Head. Yeah. But I don't know. I yeah, remember. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then I, like, the coolest one is I had the small front wheel, like the Pursuit. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I think my dad still has that in the basement. But I think it was the one. <laughs> is that like the Yamaguchi frames? I had a Vetus. Oh, shit. The, car, the carbon fiber aluminum lug Vetus. Right, sweet. right, right. <laughs> it was a piece. So you go, you do junior <laughs> racing, you do juniors, yeah. and then you're on the national team. Yeah. And even out of juniors, right, for like elite women, you were like, I was on the national road team for? Um, back when they had it, I don't even right. know if they have national team anymore, but like, it was as a junior, junior national team, like traveling and doing sure. those races. Yeah, I don't I think, think they do like junior. Four, 14 through 18. But did, but did, like you were part of the senior team too, right? Uh, like the B team. It was like one of those, you know, you're good junior and so they kind of put you onto like a B team right. as like an elite rider, but hopefully you'll like be good, right. but right. <laughs> not everybody is. Who was the women's coach? Who was that lady? Henny. Henny Kuiper? Honey top. top. She's awful. I I vaguely remember seeing women completely stressed out about. She made me an alcoholic. What action? She made you an alcoholic? She made me an alcoholic. That's awesome. You just put that on her. There's going to be an AA meeting somewhere in Colorado Springs and be like, there's a woman who made me feel fat. And... I'm like, oh God, I was in Europe and I was fat. Like, my first trip over there, and like, I mean, I'm a big girl, and I was in Delaware, I never climbed, and I was good, and so it's like, yeah. it's a track and crit racer. Yeah. So, yeah. You'd never heard about weight loss before. Well, my dad maybe kind of threw it out there. You <laughs> like, just told your dad to go like, fuck himself. <laughs> he, it was just like, the, when the first thing, the power to weight thing came out, he, he mentioned it in a really, like, really, really sensitive way, and it obviously didn't take. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> But Hetty was less, way less sensitive, and she was more just like, you don't need to eat. I'm like, well, huh? And then, like, every time I ate, she's like, really? That was when, like, the carbo-loading was a big thing. Oh. You are like, no, you had to constantly be eating pasta. Well, this was the fat, and then the fat-free phase, you know? It's like... Oh, so the sugar, sugar, high sugar, yeah, like... Fat, yeah, so it was like one of those, you'd get through the fat-free phase, and then it's just... Either way, I like, I can't, it was an awful trip, and I came back, and I was like, I just started drinking a lot, and I gained like 20 more pounds. I'm like, I'll show you fat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, like, my limit was, oh, I was in the gym, and I was lifting, and like, I got asked out by two black guys. 
in like two weeks. And I, they, one of them asked me about the softball player. And I'm like, oh my God. Is this just at home or the one we trade This is in Delaware. When oh I'm my Delaware. God. And I'm like, after like the second, I actually made a softball comment. I'm like, oh. I never went to the gym again. I haven't been to the gym since. Oh my <laughs> I think I was 20. Maybe 20. I don't know, 21. So did you quit cycling after that? After that trip in Europe, I quit, yeah. I, I use that What'd loosely. You, well, yeah, because you still like I, riding bikes. I rode my mountain bike. But you didn't race? I like, didn't race. Yeah. No, I did ride my mountain bike. How long myself. was it before you entered? Like, how long between entries? It like, probably, serious entries, not like passive. Oh, I probably moved out here and raced in the para team. That was like when I, when I started like legitly racing again. Like, I did mountain bike racing, 24-hour racing, and fun stuff. It was stuff where you could like sure, yeah. drink through the whole time. And right. it's considered racing when you're drinking. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so the, probably out when I moved out here in 2002 and started doing Paralympic stuff. And the Paralympic was just like this pressure-free way of getting back into yeah. competing. It was a fun way. Yeah. It, and I was good at it. And like Chris and I are both good at it. So it's one of those like, you know, when you're winning and doing well, it's yeah. fun again. And I lost some weight, which always helps. <laughs> Starting to fucking feel a little better about yourself. White like guys are interested in you again? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with the booty and the curves. Oh, no, I mean, I get it. It's I get like, it. Yeah. You just scared off all the white guys. So. <laughs> just, I don't know if I can handle that. Exactly. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> How did you like the Paralympics, though? It was, it was awesome. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Cool. Yeah. It was a um, good experience, and... Uh, I think when Chris and I were riding well, it was really good. But towards the end, it wasn't as, as fun. It, we weren't riding as well as we could. And so, and I was in one cross, and one of those things where it's like, I need to, I can't do both. And right, we, so like, did you win your first outing at Cross Nationals? Because I vaguely remember like, yeah. was it like 98? For no, Cross Nationals? No, when did you win? It well, was like, you were red line, right? I was, yeah, I was riding, I think it was, I think it was red line, yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, the first year I, rode, I won riding a track. A track that I got in like in the nineties when I was like riding the East Coast, and then I was riding for pro cycling here, just like locally racing Paris and Tales and Fours, racing Paris, and like cross locally, and then went to nationals. So you won it every year since two thousand four. Since yeah. Did so when you first won? Did they? When did they bring the women cross worlds in? Um, I think that was ninety seven or ninety nine. Oh, that early. Yeah. So did it, not the, that early because. It's been wet men's <laughs> for a long time. I can't remember what Well, I mean, it is the either. 90s. It is the 90s, that's true. And it is a, male's, a, male, a men's world, so... Yeah, how is, like, now you've gotten, you've gotten completely... <laughs> I'm glad you recognize yeah. that. I, I hate to see that. you frustrated. I'm glad <laughs> that you finally backed down. Yeah. I mean, you were literally baking muffins before you came over here. <laughs> yeah, so true. you fed Mark. And no, then they're you... for me. Muffins <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because like, I'm worried about Mark's weight. He's a little too skinny. Actually, he's gaining weight. <laughs> Don't say that. He's gonna listen to this and he's gonna be <laughs> he's so like, upset. What? No, the thing is, he just gets weight, gains weight in his belly, and it's not much. And so, like, he only gains a little bit. And he notices, and he's like, "Oh, I should, I need to lose weight." But like, he doesn't gain weight anywhere else. And so I like to see you when can't I tell unless you. Like, yeah. Oh, is, unless you're intimate with him, yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, I get exactly. it. I get it. You just want to go there. <laughs> I always like when I ride with you guys to see how long it takes for somebody to bring up weight. 
is not, is never, it usually uh, comes up. I think Mark may bring it up. Mark is yeah. usually the first one. But he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty sensitive about it. It doesn't stop him eating chocolate and ice cream and drinking yeah. beer and wine and stuff, but... Maybe next time we like, go riding in the hills, I'll pinch him right before we hit the hills. <laughs> you should call him fatty. So, like, had a little beer last night, huh? You got a little, you got a little beer face. <laughs> you should try throwing up. <laughs> you don't have eating. to swallow it, <laughs> You should just chew and spit it out. I, I hear that's the next way to do it. Instead <sighs> of bulimia, just chew your food and spit it out. Yeah, I mean... Get all the benefits that I don't have to throw up. Yeah... I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a pretty good way to get right on the bulimia train. Could be, but oh no, it's definitely. These are teeth don't get off. It'll <laughs> <laughs> start falling out. Oh my god, this yeah. is this is gonna be the bulimia hour. <laughs> this is cycling eating disorders. That's the next performance enhancer. Haven't you heard? <laughs> what if somehow UCI started like testing your teeth enamel to make sure you weren't vomiting oh food? God. Well, it's anorexia. It's not really now. You can't prove anorexia. <laughs> you can see. Mm. Mm. There was, um, I swear to God, we'll get back to you in a second before we get on eating disorders. <laughs> we can talk about you. <laughs> before <laughs> eating disorders. disorders. <laughs> but, uh, I don't have any disorders. There was a here. woman professional cyclist who will go nameless who <clears throat> hated another woman prof professional cyclist. Okay. Um, say both of these women lived in Girona and both of these women's counterparts were they're two cycling couples professional living in drone i'm over explaining it right now okay continue explaining <laughs> yeah. it get the gist yeah <laughs> uh so this one woman just randomly goes oh yeah you can tell she has an eating disorder and i was like oh, oh okay how yeah. she's like because she has fur on her face and you know, fur and i was i it was like so much information hitting me in the face at the same time. I really didn't yeah. know how to handle it. Like one, that there's a severe hatred here, and I've seen them interact and they're nothing but cordial to each other. And then two of yeah, the the, the furry face thing really. Yeah. And I, I I hate to say it, but I, then from there on out, I like I couldn't notice what it was a furry a face. Fuzz. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's what happens when women lose a lot of weight, though. It's a peach fuzz. You get you get not just in your face, you get it all over your body. That's sexy. And it's one it's super sexy, especially when they're like, um, you know, you got like it's you're riding and there's a lot of dew in the air. <laughs> you got the dew on the facial like, it, but it's the way the body goes to keep warm. And so it, it is. It seems like, like such a shitty way. Doesn't your body know you have a fucking jacket? <laughs> like you're a little late body. <laughs> there's a, a JC Penny's down the fucking street. Um, but yeah, so that's just one of the the highlights of being a June a, a like woman yeah and going back to too skinny. Because men get skinny, and obviously they just look skinny. But like women, <sighs> yeah, kind of like just don't look as good. Well, to a point, I mean. You think yeah. it's pretty prevalent in women's cycling? Um, I think it's no worse than the average population. Yeah. I mean, um. And I think a lot of the women were like that I've seen look pretty healthy. I mean, they're fit and lean, yeah. but there's only a couple that I would be like, eh, maybe. But then again, you never know. I mean, eating disorders for women are so they're so sensitive about it, and it's none of them ever get help. I don't think, and mm. it's a mental thing. Yeah. It's not. I mean, food is just part of it. It's the yeah. mental part of it that nobody. Yeah. I don't think people like think about. I don't think you realize how how uh, far off, how far gone you are. 
when, well, until you hang around with normal people. Yeah. And yeah. And you're like, there was one guy though. Yeah. Uh, he was on my team last year. He retired. And this guy had a full on, full blown, uh, the general population would yeah. call it an eating disorder. Like yeah. cyclists would probably just see it. We would We're term like, it picky. Why are you really fit? We're picky. He's yeah. like, oh, he's really finicky with his food. Yeah. Or the I've yeah. Got allergies. Yeah. I I've just realized I'm gluten sensitive. <laughs> I've just found, figured this out. But he did it in like, cause it's it's a very like it's yeah. a it's a not masculine thing to say like, oh wow, uh, no, I'm not gonna have any pasta tonight. You know, like, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna have any so carbs after carbs. six. Yeah. Yeah. So is but he. So I think there's like this dance around it mm-hmm. when you're cutting weight and you're hanging out with other guys, mm-hmm. you dance around it somehow. But this guy just went straight through and he like almost made it a masculine thing. He was like, no man, I'm going to finish the race today. I'm not going to eat for an hour. Body will like really break down some of that excess muscle on my chest. And then, uh, we'll just have a salad. <laughs> Gotta do it, man. Gonna get hardcore. And they're like, Did it work though? Oh well, yeah, he was skinny as hell, but Did I mean, ride well? not really, no. So there you go. <laughs> no, yeah, it was crazy, but it, no. The point of the story is not yeah. to do it. The point. I was, I was, sh- I was just showing admiration for turning uh, an eating disorder into a very like manly, manly like. Yeah. Oh, dude, shit. I'm gonna murder this. I'm gonna be so skinny. <laughs> It's so funny. The only time I ever think I should be skinnier is when I'm climbing. I'm like, God, I, mean, I gotta get like, I just gotta start eating a little bit less. And then well, like, well, cyclocross, it's not really a well, power to yeah. weight thing. I mean, you have to accelerate out of turns. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we don't like to be. I think as a bike racer, you're always trying to be leaner and skinnier and stuff. But like being fit and healthy, I think that's way more important than you know worrying about every little yeah. gram of fat. When you got onto a uh, Rabo Bank because it's a it's a old I mean yeah. you're you're a little bit removed yeah. because you're doing your own thing yeah but like because the old school like thing yeah. is that I, for those who don't know like they just any pretty much any European director even if you're skinny as shit is gonna look at you and say like yeah just lose a couple kilos yeah then we good a couple yeah. kilos yeah that's yeah. fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Did, that, did that any of that weird stuff come in or were you Actually, just too removed Rabo Bank was really good and yeah. like it was different for me because like. The off-road team, the mountain bike team, we had different, like, um, logistics guy managers. Yeah. Like, our, we had different staff than, like, the pro tour guys and the women's team and the continental teams. Like You were completely removed. Yeah, every every team kind of was working as its own little system. Yeah. And so we only saw, like, the other teams at the team presentation. And, like, um, yeah, everything was kind of separate. So our team was actually really good. It was mostly the riders were particular. I mean, yeah. the, the team managers never, they're just like, we want you to do whatever you have to do to ride fast. Like, whatever yeah. you need, we want to help. So you can make sure you can get what you need to ride fast. And, like, um, the nutrition part of it, because, of course, you had, you know, Adam Craig on the team and Rosera from New Zealand. Yeah. <clears throat> Me. Like, we had enough, like, out from outside Europe, um, kind of riders on the team that were picky about the nutrition. So we always got, like, whatever we needed. Like Adam's you know, a pretty picky guy, too. Um, well, Adam just eats a lot of, he eats really healthy, he eats a lot of, like, lean proteins and salads and vegetables, yeah. and then, like, quinoa and, um, sure. sweet potatoes, he actually just eats really healthy, but he, they kept on telling him, like, he's got to eat more pasta, it's like, you go faster if you eat pasta, and Adam's like, I'm going to get fat if I eat pasta, like, yeah, I, yeah, he's yeah. always kind of lose weight, and it's just like, I can't eat a freaking, like, bowl of pasta like the Euros can, yeah. and so, we always had rice, we always had sweet potatoes, we always had lots of salad, and, like, chicken and like lean beef and stuff so 
eggs and like our Robin was good about getting that and I think that was our our um, kind of manager on the road he would kind of go above and beyond he was a really good guy yeah. and so if we need anything it's like you need that okay we go get it <laughs> so how was that like because before then you were almost always doing independent it was it was a trans it was good and bad I have to say like it was nice not having to deal with any logistics yeah. um, I would still book my tickets though um, so I get the best um, travel connections connections yeah. and then also fly United too so I get the, the status um, and so then I would just expense it yeah but other than the flights they took care of everything which is nice yeah um, until cross season and cross season I learned about the hard way that Bravo Bank wasn't covering any of it and so what do you mean apparently um, my uh, agent missed out on the contract oh, no. that Bravo Bank wasn't covering cross season because they in Europe wait what the fuck you were signed for cross yeah that's what I thought Apparently, I... <clears throat> you were signed for mountain bike. Yeah. Signed for mountain bike, and Cross was, like, on the back burner. But it wasn't presented to me that way. And so... Whoa. And that was one of the major reasons why um, I wanted to get out of the team, and also why Rowell Bank let me go, too, because it's one of those things where yeah. they were like, we want, they wanted me to mountain bike better, and I wanted to race Cross better. We kind of just realized that we both got into it without wanting the same thing. Right. And so... Playing devil's advocate, <clears throat> do you think if you would have, like... Top ten the cross the or the cross country races. Do you think they would have been like, oh yeah, we'll pay for this too to keep it no, rolling? No, because no? like with the cyclocross program, all the national federations cover all the expenses. Oh, cross. so they were they're so they never just used to. That our federation covered the cross expenses, and then when I was like, no, our federation doesn't cover any of that unless you automatically qualify for worlds. They cover the world strip, and they're like, oh, well, we don't cover that. <laughs> Oh, so, so you did the whole cross I, season yeah, out of pocket. Yeah, so at least I had a good salary, so that helped. But like, right. yeah, I think it was like thirty grand of expenses for, for really? the cross season. Yeah, so it's one of those. Like, at least I got paintball because <laughs> half of that went to <laughs> expenses. So that you stopped. still have that agent? No, he got fired. Yeah, but like definitely that was a mistake. It was one of the things where you like you learn the hard way that I think nobody it work for me. I think you figure out that like nobody yeah. has your interest in nope. you as much as you do. Nope. And agents are salesmen. They're really good at telling you like what you want to hear, things, what you want to hear. And then reality, I'm just like, it would have been way better had we just dealt with it ourselves. Like I may yeah. not have made as much money, but then I wouldn't have to pay an agent. So it's like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the same amount of money. Like yeah, actually, after the what do you pay? Ten percent or eight percent? Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. So fifteen percent, and then cross. Yeah. And so, like, actually, last year with Rowell Bank and the agent, we made the least amount of money that I've ever made. With Jesus. Ta like, taxes, expenses, salary. I was just like, are you kidding me? This is the least amount of money I've ever made. And then I didn't make any bonuses because I wasn't riding well. And I'm like, oh. Fuck. Like, what was it? Um, I can't remember what the bonus I lost out on. Oh, for just having such a crappy world championships. I like lost out of like twenty grand with the bonuses. <laughs> I'm like Jesus, and then like the World Cup race and stuff. And that mostly because like <clears throat> the Giants didn't fit me, and so I was trying to make a bike work that didn't fit. Yeah. And so it was one of those like yeah. everything. I wasn't riding well. The bike wasn't fitting. I just didn't feel good. The team was everything. Team support. It was just yeah. like, what am I doing? I how's it with Trek now? Do yeah. they do they provide like a yeah. Like, is it, is it almost the same as being independent, but just, like, more equipment, more everything? Or yeah. do they show up to the races with trucks for you? Or Well, actually, Trek's been amazing. Like, 
they've got the cyclocross collective team for the U.S. And so at the, all the major like nationals, we had the Trek trailer and Trek support. Yeah. There. And then um, <clears throat> in Europe, I still have our family to work with. And so, so they, yeah. yeah, last year in Europe, it, it, I mean, I had all the, the money support I needed and all like, the equipment support I needed. And we just kind of ran the program like we always have. Um, and then here we have the Trek support of the races. And then um, for next year, we're looking into stepping up and doing like the motorhome and like proper support and stuff. So, and they want to sign an elite male who will do well in Europe. So they're kind of looking at what it's going to cost to to do that. When you look at women's professional cycling yeah. versus men, events, there's obviously a big gap. But you're kind of like <clears throat> almost outside the whole bubble of that. Does that make it like? Because I know you've done like you did the Tour yeah. California, yeah. you did Gila, yeah. under Trek colors. But yeah. do you still like? Let's say you go, you win Crossroads. Mm -hmm. Is there? Would you think like, ah, oh, well, I might take a, pay, a huge pay cut and whatever just to go try to win women's national road race or crit or whatever. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not race cross to race road for sure. Cause I sure like I get paid well for cross rider. I mean, for woman cross rider. I mean, the fact that I can actually get paid to race cross um, and have that. Yeah, it's probably like Marianne Boston and you, something close. Um, I don't know, cause I'm not sure what some of the like obviously top mountain bikers right, make, top road girls right. I'm not sure. Um, I know cross. You can start making money in cross and get paid well in cross just because. It gets a lot of publicity at, in the winter. When yeah, and there's lower there's lower on. numbers that travel. Like maybe there's yeah, and twenty women yeah. total that travel. Yeah, I mean there's more at the World Cups. There's definitely more in the U.S. Um, but when there's you get a ton of publicity when you're on the podium. Yeah. And like it's every single weekend. Yeah. And it's like in a time when there's no racing going. Yeah. On. So yeah. it's it's a lot of bang for your buck, and I think it's spectator friendly too, and so people want to come out. It's off season for a lot of people. They're going to come yeah. out. They're going to hang out drink they're gonna check out the riders you can meet the riders it's like um and it's short and sweet like you're not six, waiting six hours for the road guys to finish right, um, right so i think that's a kind of for marketing and publicity they kind of like that aspect of it um yeah but so you would never do you don't think you'd ever get back into women's road racing no gila I and mean, i enjoyed doing gila because i like it was good training and i it was um i don't want to say fun but i enjoyed it um, this is pressure free yeah yeah, but it was one of those things where it's like, with my leg issues, stage racing, yeah. it just kind of puts me in a hole that doesn't make me stronger. Tell, you know, me, tell me about your leg issues. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> you still don't know? Like, I still don't know. I mean, yeah. I've seen like really good doctors done like all the testing that the doctors can think about doing and everything's normal all the time. But you, you seem so. to, you seem, it, it'll still come around, but you seem to have figured out a system I manage, to keep it at bay. Yeah. I manage it well. Um, I found some painkillers that actually, the only ones that work that help. Is help. a painkiller like a band-aid or is it a solution? Oh, it's a band-aid. It's one of those things where I can take it, still function, and it allows me to push through the pain. Because if I can push through it, Fuck. which is like the most excruciating pain I've ever dealt with. But like, what does it, what would it feel? Does it feel like a knife or does it feel like a tightness? What does it feel like? Um, it's kind of like a burning knife. I would say it's huh. and it's not it's like hot. it's not a Charlie horse. It's like yeah, it's like hot spots. 
Like, have you ever had the dry needling done? Yeah. Okay, you know when they, they poke the needle into, like, the spindle and you finally feel it? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, that's the feeling. Jesus. It recreates like that. And, like, being, t like, hot spots through the muscle. And, like, one to the next. And it gets to the point where it's, like, it hurts so bad, like, I just can't bend my legs anymore because it feels like the muscles just stop sliding back. And it comes on for no apparent reasons. It's, I think it's travel, um, rest. I think a lot of it is, like, um... <clears throat> My metabolism slows, my energy slows. Because so I can always tell, it's always, usually if I'm traveling for two or three days or if I'm sitting or not exercising and I'm feeling, I'm starting to get swollen, you start feeling shitty after yeah. I'm exercising a couple of days. Um, I feel, it feels like my, and I, I feel like I gain weight, like instantly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it come on. And it's always. It's so counterintuitive that rest brings yeah. on the pain. So it's like, I need to rest, but I need to ride rollers to rest. I can't just rest. I can't take days off. I can't like. What do you do when you retire? Well, it doesn't. It's not gonna matter. Like, so when, the, when the leg pain, when the leg pain happens, though, does it hurt when you walk? I can't walk. Like I can't do anything. Well, so I mean, well, what do you mean when you retire? Because then you have to do something to keep this. Oh, well, because I'll I'll always exercise. Like right, I'll yeah. do the incline if we're still living here. Like I'll yeah. ride my bike. I love riding my bike. So I'll mountain bike. All right, I'll ride. I'll exercise. Yoga and bodies helps a ton. I think. Okay. I think just like that low low. Tendency. Do you get like anxiety from? not being like there has to be some form of anxiety of like oh i'm traveling to europe and you're like you oh, wake up in every, the morning every day yeah because like i mean i manage it and a lot of it stays out of the media because like sure no nobody needs to know what like i'm dealing with that and like my competitors don't need to know either because sure. like they know how i'm feeling it's they can attack me so many more times and i like chances right, are, right. i'm gonna have a shitty damn like right um and so I, I definitely keep it on the DL as much as possible, but that's why, like, I make sure I do everything I need to do, to, like, yoga, stretching, rollers, walk around, like, in airports, I'll do laps, like, just walking around in between connections, where the, you know, the compression tights, that sort of yeah. thing, um, make sure I get enough sleep. What kind of exercising are you doing now that you have, I mean... I mean, what is it? We're July, so it's, we've got like three months to the first cross race, four months. Yeah, I probably won't race end of September. Okay. And the first World Cup until end of October, and so right now I'm just starting to bump up the intensity, get on the track, and do work on start and sprints and that explosive power. You've always done a good track, man. You like it a lot. I love track. Yeah, it's just so fun. You won the track, Madison. We did. Yeah, me and Carrie. You just went. It seemed like you went out like with a half a day consideration. We, yeah, it was Carrie. I think. Um, she e emailed me maybe a week or two before the event. Maybe actually it was two weeks before the event. Um, and she's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "Well, let me check. Let me see what the flights are. See if I can get a cheap flight." Yeah. Sure enough, I got a cheap flight from Denver, Denver, LA. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of cheap flights. So and I'm like, "All right, what the hell? I'll do it." Because I love the Madison. Mark and I was racing Madison. Sure. Like Carrie and I raced Madison the spring together. So it's just like, and she and I together were good because she's got a better sprint. Yet I can close down. The, the gaps like yeah. can chase things better and so between yeah. the two of us like we throw in at the right time like she can hit the sprint and I can like do the you know what cracked me up about that though was that like there was another extra G peanut butter whatever that women's team is there was like another woman <laughs> yeah it was, um, so to me like it probably wasn't but it's just funny from the outside it's like she's like Katie yeah. and see if she's gonna come <laughs> like I just imagine if I was Nicola Kramer I'd be like well, well <laughs> yeah. but I mean like Carrie
Obviously you won, but you're not teammates. True, true. But that's what we did, like, a plain jersey, too. So, and neither team got, like, the publicity from it, so. I would just hate, I would hate you if I was a Nicola right now. I'd be like, fucking gracious. I mean, they win so much. They won an Olympic gold medal that year, so I guess they don't really need the Madison title, but. No, no, that, and, like, they, they won the point race or something, and, like, I don't know if it was a point race or the scratch race, but, like, they had teammates in that, and, like, I think one of her, Carrie's teammate chased her down or something, and was just like, okay, mm. so that's how it works. Mm. They just, the way they race the race, they're just like, you guys are teammates, really? <laughs> Face each other, like, yeah, so. You guys are always busting balls about women's track racing or road racing or whatever. I always, you're always throwing something out there. Well. Maybe Mark more, too, though. I just. For me, it, there's no logic behind the women's racing. Like, it's it's not pretty. Like, men's racing, you, you get it. Like, you watch the race, you see it. Like, okay, there's... You some, almost get it too much. You're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know happen. exactly. Yeah, women's racing, you never have a chance in hell to figure that out. Then but, how come it's not more exciting? Like, everybody, I mean, we should I, all watch women's cycling. <laughs> you should, because it's... Well, from did, you watch the, did you watch the women's road race nationals? I did. I thought that it was, was awesome. amazing. That was the most exciting race. That was, really was. I thought it was great. Jesse, Jesse and I were like we're racing in an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. and we were high fiving each other in our hotel room. Oh my god! And I, I just I, I, I told him like I've never high fived anybody over a bike race before. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. <laughs> I was watching Jade. And I was yelling. At, we were in Mallorca, yeah. and we were Mark and I were watching. I'm just like, come on, Jade, come on, go, go now, go now, like yeah. just yelling at the computer, super yeah. excited, and. Again, how much did you shit your pants when Abbott broke the derailleur broke off? We lost our money. If you watch the video, it's hysterical because the neutral guy breaks the rear derailleur off, and he saw he broke it. Like there's this moment where you can see he saw, and he ignored it. Like he was trying to wish it away. Like he he picked the bike up, saw the derailleur fall, and then he tried to put the wheel back in. Like, no, 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 this didn't just happen. But chances are that derailleur hanger's probably already cracked before that happened. Like, the way like bikes travel and stuff and how delicate those derailleur hangers are, I bet that hanger was staying on because the wheel was, the quick release was closed. I'm Mm. sure as soon as it opened, it probably was already gonna break. Well, yeah, I'm... You're, you're that and like she could have gotten off the bike too. She should have gone off the bike. She should have gone off the bike. She was in full panic mode. Yeah. Didn't get off the bike. Yeah. But like get off your bike and get like, off your bike. Take the rear off wheel off. Yeah, exactly. Put it in the right gear. Yeah. Get off your bike. Take the wheel off. Help the mechanic a little bit. Like. I saw it when. Yeah. Stop busting my rabbit's balls. Uh, when, <laughs> when we got, uh, I called it like 2K out. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get first and second. We're gonna get first and second. And Jesse, like, like a little girl, was just like, stop it! You're gonna jinx it! You're gonna, <laughs> gonna jinx it! Like you can jinx it. Yeah, no, he really believed that there was yeah. jinxable things from yeah. this. Well, no, like I, I thought it was great, and I, Mara made an awesome effort. Like, oh, yeah. it's one of the things you never know she could hold, held it to the line. But like the way the, that group is like bearing down on her, it's like you never know. Yeah. Um, the same thing could have happened. Um, but. So you're not a fan necessarily of women's mm-hmm. racing all the time. No, like, it's frustrating when you're in it. Like even doing that crit in Aspen last year, that you know when the men's race finished. Um, it was frustrating as hell because like I just want to get in the break, and like there's breaks forming with good riders in it. One rider from every team was represented, yeah. and me, and they still 
chase it down. And I'm like, and not just once, but like every single time. And yeah. I'm like, you guys got like your sprinter in here, another sprinter in there. Yeah. And there's like, say four of the top teams in the break. Why would you let that go? But I think sometimes. And I'm like, and they kept doing it. And I'm just yeah. like. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. None of it made sense to me. I think sometimes people yeah. get so afraid of fucking up yeah. that they just panic. I think yeah. that's the problem. It's like you don't like you don't attack at the right time because or you just don't plan attack all out because you're afraid yeah. that it might be the wrong, wrong time or yeah. you don't have this. Well, you know what? Or, the problem is that women overthink it. Yeah, women that's what I mean. Yeah, like they they're yeah. afraid of fucking up. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I bet that would be would be it because like maybe the DS told them what they need to do and they went a reaction. They realized like, oh shit, that's not what I was supposed to do, and then change your mind. Where get guys would be like, well, next yeah, time I'm gonna have to explain <laughs> that one at the van after I win this race. Then we'll worry about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. You I uh, think everything. So. One year at Cascade, <laughs> I was in the winning break, and the yeah. and I wasn't supposed to be the guy in the winning break. Yeah, yeah. Like, but. I wasn't even supposed to attack. But, like, the race was just really boring, so I just launched it. Go for it. And then the fucking winning break came up to me, and, like, I I completely fucked my team. Because, like, I knew I wasn't in good shape. Yeah, yeah. And then, so now I cause the winning break. And then you're in it. And I'm in it, and I'm like, I'm just swinging. I got dropped with 3K to go. <laughs> I got dropped with 3K to go, and the pack comes rolling by me. I didn't even look at the pack. You're just like... I went straight back to the van, and I was... Probably the nicest and quietest guy I've ever been. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. for maybe an hour, and then yeah, I just started like, talking. Yeah, whatever. You guys, you guys should have tagged him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I think I think that's what it is. It's just I think from a spectator, it's exciting because you never know what's going to happen. But from like a racer, especially you know, a racer without a team, it's like it's confusing and like it doesn't make any sense. I just think so. That, yeah. but my perspective is different, and it's yeah. like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to find a women's team. I don't want to deal with road racing. It's like I might do a race here and there yeah. for training, but like I'm good at cross, and that's what I, that's what pays the bills. So yeah, I think women's cycling has a really <laughs> tremendous opportunity because I feel like the UCI will give them a lot of leniency because they obviously don't support them that much. Yeah, there. So I mean, there are some people at the UCI. I don't much. I don't yeah. love to send in UCI, but there are some people who work there. We were really pushing for women's cycling, yeah. but it's not the majority. Yeah. So that's the I just think, well, because of that non-majority, I yeah. think they have the opportunity to make, like, maybe bend the UCI rules yeah. and make women's racing, like, really exciting. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, six women teams, four women teams, yep. like, double days, city circuits. Yep. Yep. Like, quit trying to, like, emulate... The men, the men, because the yep. men are like, it's boring already. It's a niche audience. Yeah. Like, don't ask to be a part of them. Like, go on and make something yeah. better and have the men come ask yeah. you for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what cracks me is just like, why do you want to be a part of this? <laughs> like, no, like, I hate this. This is like, yeah. I couldn't, I can't look at a yeah. non cycling fan in the face and tell him he should watch the Tour de France. Oh, I only watched the last 5K. Like, yeah, we turned it on saying. just because we're waiting for something to happen. But well, we turned it on because it's, it's on in the morning. We could drink coffee and, like, and listen, yeah, just listen while listen. you're checking emails. Yeah, but never actually pay attention. Yeah. And so you can't... like, Katie, it's 3K to go. I'm like, okay. And yeah. it's like, all right, 500 meters to go. I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? Right, right. <laughs> like, or you hear the commentators say, oh, that's a crash. And then you're like... Yeah, like, let's rewind that, see that crash again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I... 
I think a lot of it is, um, it's the same way like with Cross in Europe and then Cross in the U.S. People in the U.S. just assume like, let's make it like Europe. Let's make like like mm. Cross mm. in Belgium. Let's do the same thing. It's like, no, it doesn't work over here. Our Cross method is completely different than Europe. And what works in Belgium is not going to work here. So why don't we do it our own way, do the American way? Because we always do it our own way. So yeah. why follow somebody else that doesn't work? Like here. Yeah. And so um, I think trying to figure out a way that you can just... Yeah, make it exciting, um, bring it to the people, and make it spectator-friendly. I think that's the best way to do it. And, like, women don't need to go out and race the exact same distance and, like, do the same thing where you right. spend four hours riding tempo. Or just, you know how, like, they'll have, like, flesh will on the same day as a yeah. man. Yeah. And then they wonder, like, why they yeah. didn't get on TV. It was, like, because so they're... The men's race is on. Like, why don't you do it on Saturday? Yeah. Because then all the press is in town. Yep. Like... Yep. The courses, they have those stupid fondos the day before. Yep, exactly. Like, just fucking do it the day before. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, I think they're missing out on a, a huge market there. Um, then women, like, a lot of the women are better to look at anyways. Like, I'm yeah. just looking at, like, the men's tour. Sorry, but you're not, no. well, you're not one of, like, the skinny climber guys. That yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anorexic concentration. Are you saying I'm not skinny? <laughs> I think you just called me fat. <laughs> I'm drinking a Diet Mountain Dew as we talk, Katie. I'm trying. I'm fucking... I said you're not a skinny climber guy. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, you're so Fucking scared. message received. Mike is crying right now. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, so obviously... Right, you this... told me I don't have to be skinny for cross, so you kind of called me fat and around about way too. Or even then. Let's just, let's just pretend like we're not going to go to the burrito shack. I'm fucking 500 feet away from here. I should have brought a bottle of wine over. <laughs> that was the only problem. I was like, well, if we do it now, we can't drink. Whereas, like, well, last time I got Vodders pretty drunk and talked about it. It depends. Like, if, if I had ridden earlier today and it's 2 o'clock, I'm like, well, I have work. I'm done with work. And I'll probably go to bed at 7, so. Oh, man, I can't wait to retire from cycling so I could just, like, I'm just drinking. Just, like. Well, you don't have to retire to drink, Mark. Or, like. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I've. I don't know if I've finished a stage race this year. Yeah, but maybe you should drink more. You think like, that's a problem? Well, see, my, I'm alcohol deprived. Well, my worst season on the cross bike was when I drank the least. What? Were you yeah. trying too hard? I was trying too hard. I think it was. Yeah, it's one of those like I was too like focused and too like I gotta do everything right because I want to ride well. Sure. And then I, then I sucked and I was like, well, screw that. I'm not gonna do that again. Huff and I have a theory about that. Huff and mm-hmm. I have a theory that our bodies hate us so much that when we try to make it do something, <laughs> it just like, fights back. Like screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like um, one of my best friends, she was whenever she was doing everything right and like putting everything out there and like um, training hard. Like eating perfectly, not drinking, she sure. rode the worst. And then she started drinking, now she drinks maybe a bottle a night or so, or trying to the sure. cup or whatever. And then she has her best race, and then she wins and she does well. Here's what said. I think it is. Here's what I think that is. Is I think we when we when we fuck up, we know we're not doing anything right. Yeah. Um, we allow like ourselves to fail, and we allow ourselves to feel like that pain. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh shit, I'm hurting so bad. But like, we expect it because we've been drinking, we haven't been training as much, we haven't been paying attention to our diet. So like, yeah. we welcome that. Yeah. You don't yeah. try to fight it off. And then like, because you're a talented person, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do it pretty good. Whereas when we do everything right, you're kind of on edge. And then like, bike racing just hurts. 
And yeah. so, like, it starts hurting, and you're like, like well, wait a fuck. Second, everything right? Why is it hurting? I've, yeah, I've, I've yeah. lost my way. I fucking haven't been doing all this. And I think you kind of, like, I think there's this part of you that expects it to be easy. And you don't yeah. allow yourself to fail. Maybe that's true. You have to go to failure every fucking time. Because yeah. if you don't, I mean, like, obviously not you all the time, because you win cross races by, like, minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure at a point of, there's a point where you're, like, in your yeah, way. Yeah, but some days are really, really, some days I feel good, and some days, a lot of the days I don't feel that great. Um, what is that like? Like, one day you went across by two minutes, and you're like, fuck. And the next day you're like, wait, this is kind of hurting, and I'm on this bitch's wheel. Well, it's just, I think, just the way our bodies are. Like, yeah. like does it get harder to, like, mentally put, is it harder I, to mentally push yourself when you're off the front and you're kind of bored with it? Or is it harder to push yourself to stay on somebody's wheel for the um, win? Like, it's neck and neck. I think it's about the same for me. Like, um, usually because if I'm off the front winning and suffering, um, that usually, you can always push through the pain because you're kind of in a happy place. Like, sure, oh, sure. how much this hurts, I'm going to win. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be fine. It's going to be yeah. fine soon. But, like, when you're suffering that much and you're not riding well, yeah. that's when, the, like, the mental part, you see, start beating yourself up. You start being like, God, I'm not good at this. What am I doing? And I think that part brings you down more so than just, like, suffering... I was just wondering if you could keep your concentration when you've been off the front for lap after lap. I do. Yeah, I you mean, can. I'm, I'm, You're but I work. It. I vote work on the focus. Like, um, that's why you you know driving the car, and, like mm-hmm. racing autocross, and like um, if you read books on the psychology of like race car driving, that sort of thing. Yeah. And that kind of focus they have to keep for hour on hours on end. Yeah. I read a, a couple of psych- psychology books with that, and like the focus drills that they do, and I'm like, oh, so that's how they kind of keep their focus and. Um, kind of have the energy to, to think about it for that long. Because right. like, the mental focus, it's exhausting, especially some yeah. courses. Um, like the technical ones, the harder ones, like um, cross nationals this year, that was so much more mental focus than it was yeah. physical ability. Like, because of frozen ruts. You yeah. Like, gotta hit that line, you, you can't have your balance even a little bit off, you gotta hit everything right, otherwise you're gonna crash. Right. So I finished that race and I was like, Phew, I'm not physically tired, but mentally. You're just exhausted. I was exhausted, yeah. Yeah. How are you going to change your build up this year to. I mean, you've yeah. never like really been bad at Worlds. It's just uh, been luxury. I'm always just tired by Worlds. And even this year, I was trying to get like the last you know, couple speed intervals in before going to Louisville. <laughs> it was. I literally had to like give myself a pep talk. Yeah. Like for the last week, I'm like, pep talk every ride. I'm like, come on. Yeah. A couple more, just like my last couple interval workouts has got to get this done. Yeah. And I'll be good. <clears throat> and it's like, I think after nationals is when it really starts kicking in where I'm just like, I'm tired from the season. And it's like, cross is a short season, but it's intense. It's like the, you know, it's, think yeah. about doing a 40K time trial yeah. twice a weekend, every weekend for yeah, yeah, four yeah. months. It's the same sort of mental prep. Yeah. And I think that's what wears on people more so than you know distance and stuff just the, yeah because yeah. they're like oh you only race from like October through February it's like yeah but it's the intensity where you just gotta like wrap your head around suffering like that right over and over again and it's the short and sweet suffering that like my line to Jeremy Powers whenever I want to bust his balls is that crosses cross, for Sally's cross <laughs> cross can't be that hard because it's just a bunch of mediocre road riders and mediocre bikers <laughs> it is on the men's side <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just 
I've, I think Powers has finally got to the point where he realizes I'm I'm just talking on my ass. And he's finally just like, if I just ignore him, he'll... He finally... No, I think this past couple months he's finally realized that if he's just nice to me instead of fighting back, then I'm like... I have you got nothing. nothing. You got... <laughs> That's the, always the worst for like when you but when you when you rip on. Why long to figure it out though? Like I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's always yeah. the worst when you when you throw something at somebody. Like you're just yeah. gonna bust their balls. But, you know, he should know you well enough to know. You would like, think. Not, you would like, think. I'm not gonna throw something. But he's still responding. I'm not that quick. I know I'm not that quick. I'm gonna like yeah. walk home crying. I'm like. But, but my kryptonite <laughs> is when somebody responds. Honestly, like hurt when they respond hurt, like yeah. that's like when somebody tries like, to shit talk back. Then I'm like, oh, this is a game, and I'm gonna try to win. But then when Pat, like, so yeah, so when somebody goes, oh, dude, fuck, and you're like, yeah. oh no, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm an ass. But Powers would always so finally, like, he's just like, oh no, man, it's good to see you. How are you doing, Mike? And I'm just like, oh, don't, dude, I'm not done with this. Don't. He's gonna. He's like, oh, I really want you to come to my fundo. Like, I'll pay for you. I got your ticket. Get yeah. you everything. And I'm just like, like, dude, you can't do this to me, man. I'm having too much fun right now. Uh, no. So, back to the original. How are you, are you planning to change your prep at all? Or are you just going to keep it um, going? Well, that's a tough thing. Because I want to, like, the World Cup. Means, you want to win the World I Cup. I want to win the World Cup. Like, that's the prize money's um, better. Like I got a much better shot at winning the World Cup. Um, do you think consistent through the year? Do you think about because you came in hot? You always come in really well prepared. Yeah, because like if I don't, if I come in with low fitness, like um, there's so much travel involved in the season that you know you can't race you can't make and it travel up. and train and think you're going to get faster. What if you just? What if you just? Because you've already won the World Cup. Yeah. What if you just rolled the dice and just said, "I'm going to sit out the first two. Because you won by margins. Um, yeah. Like, I just, because I like, I like racing World Cups. Yeah. It's one of those things where I don't want to sit out just to sit out. Yeah. Um, I like racing the races. And as a cross rider, I want to be able to do as much as I can. So you're going to work more on recovery in between than yeah. showing up soft. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, um, probably, I'll probably stay in Europe a little bit. I have to look at the schedule and see. Um, I haven't actually looked at that yet. Yeah. Um, and start planning but like worlds are in Hugo Heider again it's Holland and I hate that race I hate that course so it's one of those things where I'm like oh good they're there again I love worlds there so so you're not I'm like, like putting, already like man so it's not like cross in cross worlds in the states it's not yeah, like I, I, yeah Louisville is like you're gonna try to so win exciting. yeah you're gonna yeah. try to of course you're gonna try to win but it's not yeah it's one of those things like um I would love to go and, and if win. you could choose right now not getting top <laughs> You wouldn't be in the top ten overall of the World Cup or winning the World Championships. Which one would you do? Oh, World Championships, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but wait, like, what did I just say? That was the dumbest thing I've yeah, ever said. That was a dumb question, but like, the whatever. What did I do? Okay. So <laughs> I would you, rather be like, okay, all right, all right. Let me let me let complete. I forgot to do. I forgot to do the other side. So I gave one scenario. So one world says you don't get the top ten of the World Cup. Uh you win the world championships. You know what? Hold on. Before I do the other thing, Let's I think you answered me too quickly. I think you share a little bit of blame in that last fuck up. I should have. I, I should. You should have waited and for the question. other example. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not okay. top ten World Cup, World Championship, or second place World Championships. Uh, your World Cup winner. 
Um, probably take the world championship because I've never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I everybody's doing a world championship. Like yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously I'm gonna do everything I can to do it, but it's um, everything I can may not be enough. So it's like the World Cup. You seem like you have a pretty zen moment about it now, like. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, racing Mariana over and over again, you get to that point. Because you're just like, well, you know, the second's pretty damn good. Because she's right. freaking fast. So. Have you, like, considered sending somebody with pneumonia over to her hotel? <laughs> like, just trying to seduce her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, she got the flu this year, like, a week, like flying back from Worlds. And I'm like, of course she did. <laughs> <laughs> flying back? Like, after, like, a week after or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> But, I mean, you never know. It's always a race, and it's always, like, maybe she'll have mechanical or flat or Was it hard for you getting second at Louisville? <clears throat> no, it would have been really hard not getting on the podium. Oh, my yeah. God. Because, like, that start. I dropped my chain at the start, and so, like, I was, like, yeah. all year I've been getting, like, awful starts. Except number um, World Cup, which I won, and I had a good, I had a, just a good, good race. Like, Why have you been getting awful starts? Um, I just, I need to work my stuff. Right. It's one of those things where I didn't, um, do enough of it this past year. Cause I had, cause before I was fine, like starts were fine. I, I didn't like really worry about it. Right. And so I trained, but I didn't necessarily focus on starts like I used to do. Sure. And so this year and I'm like, really again, I sucked this badly. <laughs> and so, um, I mean a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of just not being quick enough off the start. Sure. Um, so I need to work on that. Um, but in Louisville, I actually got a good start. I think I popped in in like third into like where you, where you want to be for the yeah. course to start turning. And <clears throat> God, I dropped my chain. And so I went from like that spot down to like 12th or Seems like it was a mechanic's something. fault for that. Well, it was a little bit of a derailleur issue. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was kind of one of those like perfect case scenarios. You know, when you, it was in the big ring. You cross it up. <clears throat> I had just shifted in the. Um, back and then we you go down the dip and it's one of those things you pedal and coast through the dip and then start pedaling again. Yeah. Well, in that process of shifting, coasting, hit the dip. It yeah. was like the perfect yeah. the chain was bouncing, shift and coast, and it just. Uh, I mean, it was like the, the perfect yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, really? Oh, all year I've yeah, had right, right, problems. Right. Everything's always worked great in here, and then um, for some reason I kept having derailleur issues during that race too because like. I didn't want to take a bike change because a bike change, I was going to lose like 10 spots. I mean, it's one of those things, it's such a fast course that take coming in for a change, I just, I didn't want to lose any more spots. It's like, I'll just, I'll just keep riding, I'll be fine. But I kept dropping my chain into the little ring. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I'm running out of gears again. And I looked down at my little ring and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I got to take a bike change. And yeah. so I took a bike change and then it, everything was fine. It was, um, mechanically fine I just had to chase at that point is I'm like yeah. chasing chasing and it's hard to pass because you've got one line and it's frozen on both yeah, sides yeah, and yeah. so you can't you try to get around but then you just spin out or you crash or you can't get around the time yeah. um, and so since I was chasing the whole time and um, that must have felt incredible though to see the crowd see you were picking off ladies the whole way yeah, around yeah. you could feel the crowd building exactly about. and that's the thing it was like like I was, I think I remember coming through the finish with three laps to go, and I think I was in fourth or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, like that feeling of like, 
it crushed, you know, you're kind of soul crushing, thinking like, oh my god, I'm letting this get away, like, I'm not even a podium. Just panic. Yeah, and not, it's not like a bad panic, it's like that, that deep down, like, sadness, like, gut-wrenching, like, oh my oh, god, I'm not even fuck. on a podium here. You Which, had that in the middle of the race. Yeah, and then I was like, fuck no. Because, <laughs> oh, awesome. like, for me, I'm like one of those people that, like, I get energy on that. Like, yeah. if I have a bad start and, like, one of those things, everything is against me, and I'm like, yeah. bullshit, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> so you bad luck. And so I'll just, like, go. And it was one of those things, I think, it just, the crowd were so loud, and then it was, like, Louisville, and, like, a new world of pride, never be in the U.S. again. It's like... Did you did you have a moment to, like, soak it in during the race? Um, the last just be, lap. Just to be like, I'm... In the last half lap, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm never going to experience something like this yeah. probably ever again. Yeah, I actually almost cried coming to the start finish. Yeah. Like, when I was done. Yeah. But, but I was like, hold it together. Hold it together. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no crying and bike racing. <laughs> um, but it was definitely, mo- like, way more emotional than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. Way more emotional than I'd ever felt like in any other place, any other country. Um, and then being on the podium, and then all the fans all the support and like yeah. that stuff, and I'm just like on the podium, thinking like, thank God, I'm on the podium and not in fourth <laughs> or fifth. I'm like, I don't think I would have been able to manage that. You just would have left your bike on the, the finish line, just walked. I would have definitely been crying. <laughs> just walk into the fucking pond and just drown yourself. <laughs> like, where's that river? <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for coming by. Yeah, good talk to you.